he's not your typical trader. You know, this TikTok guy, you can check. He might have had more followers on TikTok than money in his bank account, I would guess. So, <laughs> so, so how can someone be so creative, be a music teacher, not care to have a bunch of money? And then all of a sudden, he has a bunch of money, he has a system, and he's chill about it. He's taking trades and then walking away, maybe going skiing for the day. So could you tell us a little bit about how that's even possible, how you can make, you know, 80, 90 K some days and be chill? <laughs> well, it gets to a point. Um, I mean, okay. So I used to make, I was making like 30, 35 K a year teaching music. I think my best year was like 40, 42 um, so I got used to living without a lot of money. And then once I started making money, the, the first thing I noticed is that I stopped looking at prices at the grocery store. And I was like, wow, I don't have to like find, find like the cheapest food to buy. I can just buy whatever food I want. And then after that, literally not much about my life changed. I mean, I don't go like splurging. I don't go, I've been going on some like skiing trips actually. So that's been a little splurging, but basically what I'm trying to say is it gets to a point to where the money you're making no longer makes any difference in your life. And I would say that like, after like maybe 70 K 80 K a year, for sure. Like once you hit a hundred K a year, it's like, I, like all that is just complete extra. So when I have that in my trading account and I see that complete extra just going up and down, it doesn't feel like real money because it's just excess. And, it, and then it really becomes like I'm doing a video game and, and I'm playing with like, like, you know, fake rupees or something. So um, like in the matrix, Stephen Duck style sort of. Yeah. It, I mean, it hurts to lose but it's really, it's the same hurt as when I lose in a video game. It doesn't feel like I just lost 50 K when I take a 50 K hit because that's part of my excess. I've tucked away like the money I need, you know? And for people listening, 50 K, you lose that. Maybe you lose it a few times, but you know, you have a certain number of losses in a row that you expect, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, anything can happen. So I mean, I, I just know that, uh, you know, according to my plays, I, what, what really changed everything was um, I started implementing a downsize system. So if I take a 50 K loss, I'm using less size the next, the next trade. So uh, that will just keep going down. I will never, I will never get to zero because, you know, if I'm using a 200 K bankroll, I lose 50 K. My next trade is based off 150 K bankroll. So that helps me feel safe, even if I take several losses in a row. So it's, that's pretty intuitive. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't for a long time. Evan and I were basically not ever sizing down, even when we took losses in the beginning, and it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, people talk about the Kelly criterion, right? And right. I, is that what it says? Don't size down exactly. I mean, I know there's like half yeah. and a third and you might have your own special version now. Yeah, no, it was so, so it was, it was um, before Chris Verma because Chris Verma is the one who I learned Kelly Criterion from and the Kelly Criterion says two size down 
when you take a loss and to size up when, when you make a win. And that was sort of the missing piece for what we were doing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What, can you go back? Do you remember your first trade? Yeah, I think I said this in uh, some webinar. My first trade I didn't even take. Evan, Evan took for me. Yeah. And uh, it was an overnight trade. Well, he, he, he showed me how to get into the trade. So I went on my laptop sitting next to him. I get into the trade and he's like, and now we just hold until tomorrow. And then we get out tomorrow. And then I wake up, I go downstairs. He's like, Oh, I already got you out. It did what we wanted. So I just woke up to like, I think it was like, uh, like one grand. <laughs> it was like insane to me. It is insane. I mean, today. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you, you trusted your, your brother, Evan. I trusted him more than he trusted himself, to be honest. Wow. Like he was, he was uh, scared to do some, he was scared to do things. And I started doing them because I was like, I don't know. It sounds like you're making sense. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I remember you saying that, that you follow his system in like yeah. a Tim Sykes video more than he does. Yeah. Is that sort of made him grow as well, you think? Oh, I think totally. Yeah. yeah. And he follows it more now than he ever did. And I think he, uh, I think he actually just recently is trying to follow it like exactly now. I think he's, I think, I think I might've influenced him to follow it maybe a little more. You flipped the switch, huh? I mean, because he knows, he knows it's like theoretically better. And, and for me, it's better because whenever I don't follow it, I make less money. Um, I think he's up or down. He'll make more or less depending, but I think he's decided to just follow it. But we'll see. I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so what was it, you know, following his system where you first realized this is going to be sustainable, this is going to be consistent and you could see it in your people. I didn't know. I didn't you know. Didn't. Okay. No. no, we were terrified. We were scared and worried it would go away basically the entire time we were doing it. It wasn't until um, we found Verma who was basically doing in terms of gap up shorts, he was basically doing like 80% or 90% exactly what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And um, talking to him and finding him um, made us realize that this probably won't just like go away. It will change and slowly morph over time. But we had this fear that we're just going to wake up one day and it's not going to work anymore and we're going to lose our money. But he convinced us that's probably not true. What did he say to, to convince you? Just that it's been going on for a long time. Um, it was really just, it was really just seeing someone else also doing it. We thought we were, we just found some like cheat and we like, and it can't be, it can't be real. And we're you, like, just going to go. Away. You knew a little bit about it though, right? Cause you'd watch Kratani and et cetera. Right. Yeah, I mean, they do gap up shorts, but they don't trade it like we trade it. Um, we thought that's how we were supposed to trade it was how they trade it. And then we uh -huh. thought we found some weird little cheat that shouldn't exist. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you never know with the market. I mean, maybe it does go away at some point. It hasn't yet, but I don't know. No one knows, you know? Of course, of course. Yeah. But it's cool that you're comfortable enough, it sounds like right now, where you're you're innovating, you're trying new things and you're... 
know? that's the most important thing is just constantly keeping up with it and making sure it's still working. And, you know, I check it, I check my data every week just to, to see if it's, it's, if it's morphing or changing anything like that, you know? Yeah. So what's an example of something maybe you've tried that hasn't worked. That's, that's real new, you know, maybe you are going for a certain market caps or floats or some type of news or sector or what, like what type of feature would you be looking at maybe to tweak? So, uh, well, for me personally, it's um, intraday parabolic moves that I have not been succeeding in. So that's in, in the middle of the day or even in the early morning and a stock just starts kind of spiking from nowhere. Um, and I'm not succeeding in it for a couple of reasons. The main reason is that I just never spent time tracking it. I haven't studied it. And because I haven't studied it, um, I just don't have the most confidence in it. And that really, that really uh, messes up the psychology when you're trading it. So I'll do like, and, and they come so fast sometimes I just miss getting in because I'm not sitting at my computer. So basically I've just had very bad luck and the ones that I have gotten in just don't work. And so I'm just like overall red on them. I know, I, I believe that they're real and I believe that they work and that um, you can have a lot of success in them. I just have had bad luck with them. And I also don't want to stare at my computer all day waiting for them to come. So I just recently decided I'm, I'm not going to do them. I don't, I can't, I can't execute them successfully. That sounds like a, a mature, sounds like you know yourself, you know what you want. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Because, you know, with system type trading, the more, if I, if I start picking and choosing some of these, I just, you, you can lower your odds. So I like playing systems in which I can um, accurately execute all the, all the trades. Makes sense. Yep. So when you have a, a trade, a setup that you, that you like, do you know that you're comfortable in it because you've taken, you know, a hundred trades? Yeah. It's, so it's not like you've, you've seen a back test, you know, I, I don't know exa exactly what Verma's style is, but cause you have to know that the shares are available at the time and you have to know you can execute. So right. um, it sounds like you're really looking at your history of trades rather than something computer wise. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's, it's the Excel sheet we have, you know, we have, um, before I jumped in, in 2020, Evan already had a year of these tracked. So every ticker that like gapped up a certain percentage, he would have, he had everyone written down. Uh, and so when I came in, I saw that I'm like, that seems cool. So I started doing it and we've been tracking it ever since then. So we have, you know, over two years of every ticker that has done this. So that's what gives you the confidence. That's what the back testing is. We, we do back test, but it's just with our own Excel sheet, you know? Cool, cool, cool. So you, you have your back test and you have your trades that you've taken. And yeah. of course they're in that subject. Right, cool. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is having your Excel sheet of data. If you can look at your Excel sheet and see that the last 200 real trades, like these are real trades, the last 200 trades did this same thing like 70, 80% of the time, then you just know that it will probably keep doing that 70 to 80% of the time. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, so uh, there was one, one 
a bit of a Tim Sykes video where he was talking about, you know, there's a possibility as a short seller, you always worry about a squeeze, right? So Kodak going from 30 to 60 and not being able to get fills in that area. Yeah. SPI for late in 2021, DWAC. Mm -hmm. These one plays that just take someone out. So you had an interesting point you mentioned where he sort of grilled you and you said you might take off half of your position before it gets to your stop. So, yeah, there is, I think there was some, when we were talking about that, I think there was some uh, misunderstanding between us, but so the reason I take off half the stop, it's only in a very specific situation. And it's when I have a stop loss, say it's, it's say it's my stop loss is at like $4 and a stock is moving up to it really fast. And the fear is that it's going to halt at like 385, 390, and then gap up at like 460. So that's the only thing I'm scared of. So if I see it getting close to my stop and it's about to halt, I'll take out half position in case it gaps up over my halt. And then I have to take that extra loss. I've, that's happened to me uh, one time. And it gapped up over my stop, not that big, but it, it, that was the wake up call that this could, you know, that could happen and that sucks. So that's what I was preventing for. I think he was talking about, I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but I've never been scared of not being able to get out um, except at a halt. So that's why if the halt is close, I'll try to get out before, but yeah. yeah. No, that that makes more sense. Yeah. And I think people like if my stop is at four and it's halting at three, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to wait until it unhalts. Yeah. Yeah. And see so where it, it is. In that scary, you know, moment on, were you able to like mark it out above the halt? So you weren't worried about when you would get executed, right? Yeah. Oh, when it, when it halted over my stop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah I just got, got out as soon so, as it yeah. opened. And I just yeah. took the edge of loss. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so have you tried any long strategies? I mean, the no. way you're describing, you have a really high win rate, you know, with your shorts. Yeah, I don't have anything like that with long. When I'm longing or when Evan's longing, it's really just, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's not backed by data. We're just like having fun, like trying to read the market. It's guesswork. I wouldn't tell anyone to follow my logs. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just fun. You know, it's just, I'm just like any other guy trying to guess what's going to happen. That's all. I, I don't have a long strategy. You, you're not going to call yourself a discretionary long trader? No. I mean, what, I mean, I guess I am, but when I'm longing, I'm literally in like one twentieth my normal size. Like I'm literally, okay. I'm literally, I hope to make like one or two K, you know, it's like just for fun. It's not like, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know about other short sellers, but it seems like the dream would be able to have that in your back pocket in I case know. we get a 2020 in a few years again. Evan's, Evan's working on one strategy right now, which could possibly become an actual long strategy. Right now, it's just um, when it happens, it's like, oh, we, we should, it's, it's kind of like something happens and it triggers the strategy, but our strategy isn't flushed out enough to have exact entrances or exits. So basically it's like, 
oh, this long strategy triggered, but we don't know exactly if we should get in now or wait a little bit. So we kind of just, it triggers and then we like try to read the tape and, and figure it out from there. But Evan's, Evan's working on one long strategy right now. Very cool. So we'll see what happens. So yeah, because the dream would be able to short and then long, like Jack Kellogg style, like into a squeeze. Totally. But it's easier said than done, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you know, I, I'm bringing up traders and maybe are easy for people to find, but like, who do you follow right now? Whether they're easy to find or hard to find, who's, who do you just find yourself reading or watching or anything like that? Uh, I mean, just the people I follow on Twitter. I mean, the people I learned from, so I think Sykes was the first person I learned from and then Gratani, his student, and then Ducks was a huge deal for me as well. And then fast forward a year, year and a half later, that's when we found Verma and he became the next teacher. And then that's it for like, you know, trader gurus. And then, you know, on Twitter, I'm just following, like, I don't know, every every time I find a successful trader, I just follow them sort of, you know, I try to learn from, from everyone. So you can just kind of trust by what they're saying at this point, because you know, the industry like you, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. And you can tell, you can tell when someone sounds real or not at, at this point, I can tell. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do you, what's your backup plan? Like we all have to think about that a little bit, but further along you get, you might not think about it as much, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not there yet, but obviously I'm hoping to get to a point to where I put away enough money that I could just like, kind of re like my backup plan is just like retire forever. But uh, it, I'm not, I don't I haven't made that much yet, but uh, honestly, real estate, once I have, once I have, I just want like a few hundred, I think once I cross over a million profits, my celebration might be to um, get a condo, uh, a short-term rental, like vacation condo somewhere and try to get in the real estate game, maybe that way. But if I lose all my money before I get there, I'll probably just go back to piano lessons. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to go back to piano lessons. All that, that doesn't sound horrible. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I will see. We'll see. I've tucked enough away to where if I lose my current bankroll, I'll be able to live for a couple of years um, figuring out what to do next. Sweet. How close are you to the million? You can, you know, give a range or whatever. I'm, I think I met last time I checked, I was at like 740. So I've been, I've just been, I hit that 700 on that interview. And then I think like a week later, I went down to like 630. <laughs> and I basically just been in this like mid 600s, high 700s ping pong for like four months. It's been so annoying. <laughs> But you know, well, it happens. And, and, I, and dude, I, I, I did dumb things. I, I did bigger size on new plays. I should have, I should have done even smaller size. So, you know, I tell everyone start small, start small, which is true. And I did start smaller, but I, I didn't start small enough. I think I did like half size on new plays when I should have done like a quarter or a fifth, maybe even less, you know, when you're experimenting, you got to do small. Well, the other side of that is it has to be enough where you, you care about it. So you take it seriously, right? That is true. That is true. Yeah. But, the but then there was one trade. Sorry, what was that? 
I, I was just saying your threshold keeps getting higher. So that's the problem. <laughs> Dude, I know. And I, I saw there was one trade I was in, big lesson I took, a uh, huge failure on my part mentally, where it was a new play. So I was in smaller size. And then it was going against me. And, you know, when I'm in full size in a play, if it goes against me, I don't react. I just, I just sit there unless it hits my stop and then I react. But I'm in smaller size in a new play. It's going against me. And I'm like, ah, I'm in small size. I can just like add to it. So I add to it. Goes against me more. I'm like, oh, I could keep adding. I'm not at like a full size loss yet. And then I just keep adding and then it hits the stop. And then I'm like, well, now I just took a full size loss on like a, on like a play that should have been like not that big of a loss. And so that was a, that was a big, that was a big mental mistake. I think we've all done that. Not, yeah. you know, in different sizes. I listened to a, a trader who, who uh, swings more often. So it might be a week. And so his win rate is much higher than mine. Cause I, I usually cover in the day. Um, but what, I, what I'm curious about is when you add to a play, how do you that how do you enter that into your spreadsheet? Do you like use the average of the ads or? Well, I would treat it as a separate play. Oh, you mean uh, you mean like the spreadsheet of tracking my trades? Yeah, like for your system. Well, if I'm tracking my trades, I would just sort of average out the price, and I I would maybe just write a note that I added. But for a system, I would I would just. I would treat it as a separate play. So my first entrance to my exit, that would be one play. And then I would, I would, if I'm adding on a spike from my first entrance, I wouldn't even think about it as adding. I would think it's a second play and I would probably have a whole nother spreadsheet for that second play. So theoretically I can do either plays. Um, I don't think about it as adding to the first play. I think about them as two separate plays, as if I even have two brokerage accounts. That's how separate they are. That's really cool. I don't believe in adding. I don't believe in, unless you have a play that like says you should add, I don't believe in adding. Each one of my plays is one entrance, one exit, one stop. And if I do add, that's it's probably a second play. Okay. Or I'm just discretionarily adding, like okay. just by reading the tape and feeling. But it, that's not a play. That's just me doing things I shouldn't do. Got it. Okay. Sweet. So, favorite vacation spots? I mean, where are you going to make your, where are you going to buy your condo? Uh, it's going to be in the mountains. And yeah. right now, my, I'm pro- my first choice is Colorado, but the first thing I'm going to buy is a little mountain home condo ski in ski out uh, yeah whatever <laughs> i mean it doesn't even need to be for winter i i could be in the mountains all year round it's my favorite favorite place very cool are you yeah. in la so yeah i'm in la nice yeah so you know with with green investing in mind we should probably how how are you being sustainable you know besides sustainably growing your account with what do you mean <laughs> What? What's one thing? Yeah. What's one thing you've done to be more sustainable? Oh, uh, (laughs) well, I mean, dude, I used to grow food and I totally stopped. I need to get back into that. Honestly, I feel like a, like a, like I'm not as good as I used to be. 
I don't drive anywhere anymore because I work at home. So that's nice. There you go. That's I can just one. walk to like the grocery store and, and uh, I mean, that's really nice, but yeah. Yeah. I just like, I'm a little hermit now in my home. I think it goes well with the trading lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Except I get really claustrophobic and like need to go to the mountains whenever I can. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining. Um, yep. I'm, I'm excited to see where you're at, you know, in a year and two years. Thanks, man. I wish you luck with uh, your new podcast. You're starting up. Thanks for being the first guest. Do you, do you have any no ideas? <laughs> Any ideas for a podcast? Yeah. Dude, just try to... Someone you want to learn from. Someone you think people could benefit from listening to. Oh. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's so many people on Twitter. You know what could be interesting? If, if you found... Uh, especially because you're just starting, it could be actually really interesting if you found lower lower people that like started with like a 5k bankroll and are like gonna hit six figures soon that would be an interesting perspective that's a good idea um dude even if you talk to self-aware people that aren't doing that well like and if they could be honest about why they're not doing that well that would be really that would be really cool I think people need to hear more about failures. I think in the trading world, all you hear are these people that are succeeding and it's like really skewed. And of course, someone that succeeds has a completely different like perspective on how they got there. And it could even be beneficial to hear people that like have not succeeded at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I I was, I think that's a great idea. That's definitely not something that I seek out, but you know, when I come across it, it definitely hits home. Oh yeah. 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 How long have you been trading? Uh, I took my first trade December, 2020. Cool. Yeah. Cool. How'd it go? Yeah. I made like a dollar. I took one share. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. There is, I always tell people to start with small size, but you can start with so small that like you don't feel the emotions and that's kind of pointless too. Yeah. 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 It took me like six months to start even taking like a hundred chairs. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah. to hear your first trade, you know, I imagine you took maybe like a couple thousand shares, 5k shares or something. No, I think it was, Actually, it was like one or two K shares, dude. And I remember it was just because I had no idea what was going on. And I just fully trusted my brother. That's the only reason that happened. (laughs) I was completely ignorant. But it hasn't hurt you. Like you talk about failures, but I'm not hearing them from you really. I mean, besides recently, you're testing stuff out, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were just lucky because 2020 was extraordinarily lucrative. Like you really What's that? You, re- you really believe that though? Because there's a lot of people that didn't make it in 2020, even with the... For our system, we were okay. making mistakes left and right. We, we, were, we were breaking our rules. Um, I mean, not, ter- not as bad as some people, but we weren't following our rules exactly the entire year. 
but it didn't matter because the play that year was just bringing out so much money. So we were better at following our rules in 2021. We, we had evolved by that, but we made less of a percentage gain because the, the system wasn't bringing out as much money. Our, our system's best year was 2020. And it was perfect because that's, that's when we started and, and we were still you know breaking some rules, but it didn't matter because that's how lucrative it was. But now like how it's been going this year, it's like, I can't break a single rule because it's not, it's not as lucrative. There's not as many plays as there was back then. It's pretty cool that you talking about your system doing this well in 2020 and you're never, you're never saying like, I did this well because, because you can really back it up to you're, you're simulating your gains basically. Yeah. I have, I have every, every, every ticker that fulfills our criteria. I have everything they did on the day since 2020. So, you know, hindsight's 2020, but if I, if I followed our system exactly in 2020, I think I made 300 K that I did. I turned 30 to 300 the first year. Uh, if I didn't break any rules, it would have been like double at least. And if I was doing it with the Kelly criterion, it would have been millions of dollars. <laughs> and now I have all these extra tools and I'm more knowledgeable and I'm more aware, but 2022 is significantly less of our system trades happening than in 2020. But you know, that's just how it goes. So Chris Verma chat room is worth it. Uh, it's a pet. It depends on, on the type of trade you are. I mean, for Evan and I, it's, it's, it's a uh, Chris Verma's gap up shorts. They coincide with ours like 80% of the time, even a second, like second day plays that coincide with ours 80, 90% of the time. Um, Evan's still trying to open up Evan's Evan's talking about opening up his own chat room. So I'm, I'm, I don't want, I don't, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be in there, but I'm not going to be like running it because I just, I, you know, like I was saying, I don't like being at my computer all day, but he's, um, he's considering opening up his own. Um, but Verma's, Verma's amazing too, dude. Verma, dude, Verma taught us so much. I mean, they're, they're both good. It's going to be actually really interesting if Evan does actually open it up. Cause then uh, we're going to reveal our system and then uh, it'll be fun because then people can compare. Cause there are differences between ours and Verma's it's, it's, it's not that much, but there's definitely, definitely differences. And it will be fun. I think for people to compare and then decide for themselves. Well, really how you decide for yourself is you just have to track your own data. That's how you decide. And see how well you do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to let you, you know, I want to stick to our plan. Um, but one thing I'm super interested in right now, it's uh, do you think there's like algos in these plays that do, you know, hundred million shares? This is sort of this like running, con you know, that conversation we, I have with a trader who's much bigger than me, a little bigger than you and from a CFA background. And so, you know, retail can only trade so much. So when a, when a stock's trading that much, you know, like C C CLVR squeezed from like two to five in like an hour on Friday. And yeah. it was like a hundred million volume. Like, what is that? 
I don't, I don't know exactly. I do believe, I do believe for sure there are algos in there. I mean, there's high frequency trading for sure. That's like public knowledge. I think um, it's hard to, it's hard to tell if, if that's an algo. I mean, sometimes I'll be looking at the level two and I'll see it change and it's really hard to describe, but you know, when me and Evan and, when we're on the phone, we're like, oh, it looks like we'll say something like it looks like an algo just turned on. And it's because you see the level two change and uh, it starts moving differently. And, you know, I can't I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't know any other explanation. But there's got to be I mean, there's got to be algos in there. It's just is that what I'm actually seeing? I mean, I know that there's I was talking to a friend. Who. Uh, this is super fascinating. I was talking to a friend who works for a company uh, and she's an engineer for that company. And she's actually, she's not allowed to say really anything else about that company, but basically I think they're one of these like nameless billion dollar companies that does high frequency trading. And, uh, the, the, it's it's something like you know their power bill this one this one company's power bill is like over a million dollars so if if that's how much they're paying for power how much do you think they're they're making with their with their ai and their algos and you know there's stories about these guys spending hundreds of thousand dollars on uh microfiber cables just to get like milliseconds faster uh, than they're competing, you know, algo companies. But I mean, I, this is just kind of all hearsay. Like, I don't know who knows, but it's no, around. I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's, it doesn't affect your system. It's just another element. No, yeah. it doesn't affect. It, I, 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 my, my, my feeling is that the, see, I play on pretty big time scales. Like I looking at full days the smaller you go, like people that trade by the hour or even by the minutes, the smaller you go, the more you're going to have to deal with robots. So I let the robots have it to themselves. They can have the minutes, they can have the five minutes, the 15 minutes, and I'll just go bigger and, and I won't have to deal with them as drastically. That totally makes sense. And if, if, the, if you know, an investment bank is going to throw an algo in on like a a day one gap and then gap it up for a second day and you have to short it the next day so they can execute their exercise prices or whatever. It's like, that's a theory. Maybe it's happening. Maybe it isn't, but yeah, having that longer time scale, you don't yeah. have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Cause then it kind of goes hand in hand with a wider stop. If you have a longer time scale, you're in smaller size to make up account for a wider stop. So the algos are doing all this crazy stuff, but you're like stops up here. So you're just kind of watching it happen. On skiing. What's that? <laughs> yeah, just you can go skiing or yeah, set your exactly. stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The hard work's done before you get in the trade, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because our data, you know, factors in, you know, algos have been here for as long as I've been tracking. So it's it's factored in. That's a good point. Sweet. Well, I just want to thank you for doing this. You didn't have to do it. No yeah. problem. <laughs> I know what it's like, man. I was uh, I was like starving, trying to get followers on social media, man. I know what it's like. <laughs>
Did you ever come across Casey Frey? Yeah, dude. When I first started getting <laughs> attention on social media, dude, every single comment was like, are you Casey Fry's brother? Dude, so much so I made a video where I was I was playing his brother. There you go. <laughs> Play right so into it. I convinced people. I would go on his account and comment in his videos and be like, yo, dude, like, you got to call mom, dude. We miss you. And then people would start thinking I'm his brother. <laughs> yeah. It's a small place, the internet. Well, yeah. It, hopefully, you know, followers are, I don't know about you, but maybe behind me. And, you know, if you have someone like Alex and be the story who can, you know, get, get, attract people into trading and create a community. But, you know, just having a forum to meet people, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Discord, you know, connections, I think is important. So, yeah. Thanks again. And, no problem. Uh, I hope you have a sick 2022 that's low stress and yeah, all too. that good stuff. Thanks, man. Well. <laughs>